Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. Carl, today's show is titled, Can Spiritual Practice Be Hazardous? You know, I was thinking about that, and I'm thinking we could just as easily have called the show Protection, Protection, and More Protection. Because I don't think I'm going out on a limb here saying that, spiritually speaking, the spiritual environment and atmosphere surrounding Earth is is basically a bad neighborhood. And we all, therefore, live in a bad neighborhood. And if you live in a bad neighborhood and don't want to be a victim... You have to take certain precautions. You got to be wary. You got to be wise. You got to lock your doors. You got to avoid traveling alone. You got to stay in well lit areas. And that same injunction, I think, transfers to spiritual activities, especially intuitive outreaches. What do you say about that? Well, this is very, very true. And as an intuitive doing spiritual work, I can tell you there are many road hazards. This is because there is darkness working against us. That's through all scriptures in religions around the world. It's recognized there is an evil force out and about. We think it's all us, but it goes beyond us. There is a spirit realm and there are other beings in addition to physical humans that are giving us quite a bit of trouble right now. So that's what we want to get into and separate the things that we can rely on from the things we need to be discerning and cautious about and careful in how we involve ourselves. I think one of the things we need to address right away is this idea of an injunction against us doing spiritual outreach. And uh, I know you asked Creator, the Bible has strong injunctions against consorting with seers and fortune tellers. Was this because of problems in those days with phony psychics Or was this due more to interlopers wishing to discourage people from seeking help from people with an intuitive reach? What does Creator say about that? All right. These are Creator's words in response to that very question. It is by far the latter reason and purpose of these injunctions appearing. Such individuals have always been targeted by the church who seek to have control over their flock and limit their choices in going anywhere except to them as the sole guardians of divine wisdom and truth. The existence of churches is for the purpose of power and control over the masses, and that was done to corral people and keep them complacent in thinking they will get what they need delivered to them for the price of tithing. It is at once a way to humor the humans because of their inherent spirituality needing an outlet, as well as a means to use their own beliefs and ideology in a corrupted way to keep them complacent and contained and away from true solutions for their problems. The interlopers are not aware that the divine is a real force and that the churches and the acts of prayer they promote do have an influence on things for the better. But much of the corruption of religion through encouraging dogma that is negative and destructive and non-divine has undercut the effectiveness of their outreach. And this is most unfortunate, but all too true. The rejection of the intuitive sensing is one example of the corruption at work. After all, prayer is an intuitive outreach. 
And in that way, each person themselves is being a seer or fortune teller, at least on their requesting it, if not, in fact, seeing an impression of the future outcome. But the intention is much the same, to tune into something beyond themselves in order to gain. To be sure, there have always been charlatans, but they hardly merit mention in the Bible, especially considering that most intuitives working as helpers and healers are truly honest in working from the heart and vastly outnumber the scammers who do prey on people. To make a categorical assertion is not even logical. It is somewhat like saying one should avoid all business dealings because one might be cheated. There are con artists always out and about, but to never engage in commerce or investment or trusting someone to store your money in a bank because someone might abscond with your money and never deliver the goods is throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But this is what those words are doing when they undermine categorically relying on those with advanced intuitive ability to bring information forth to help their fellow humans. Wow, that is powerful stuff. And, you know, the thing that's probably the most surprising here is this um, statement that when we say a prayer, that we are basically doing an intuitive outreach, not that far divorced from what psychics are doing or intuitives when they're attempting to do an outreach. We're, the difference might be that if you're doing a prayer, you're not ex- exactly expecting a direct response. Yes, yes. And, of course, keep in mind also that what you just heard is relating more, I think, to the historical origin of the powerful churches, the church as an institution that in historical eras particularly was quite powerful and often working along with the state to keep things under control and keep things restricted and to restrict freedom by restricting behavior and having very strict punitive oversight of things with the threat of God's judgment behind it all. And, And so those are the things we're learning from our channeling work have been a distortion because there is a loving God out there who cares deeply about each one of us. Yes, that's very evident. Carl, you you asked creator, can you help us understand the confusion we face when with competing sacred scriptures? Yes, and I think this is an important question relating to this issue. What can you believe? What might be disinformation? Because there's quite a bit out there. And here's what Creator says about this. We are not here to burst anyone's bubble and weaken their faith. We are pointing out that your faith need not depend on the wisdom within a 2,000-year-old manuscript, no matter what its origin or pedigree is represented to be. There are many divine teachings and principles on display, many words of wisdom, but not words ideally phrased or stated with today's language. It is largely metaphorical to begin with, and that always leads to a wide variation of interpretation, and this is where humans get into trouble, and then differences of opinion arise. The very fact that the major religions all believe they have the true way and will look down on other faiths as being in many ways misguided shows the problem quite clearly. Where the Jews believe they are the chosen ones, the Christians believe that Jesus is the ultimate gateway to heaven, 
whereas Muslims embrace Muhammad and have many differences in their scripture for ways to live and how to interact with the divine realm. All are promoting divine wisdom, but all have distortions that have arisen because humans were involved in transmitting information and in shaping the narrative. This is true of all prophets as well. There is always a possibility for misinterpretation and distortion. There are many false prophecies contained in the scriptures among the religions from the very same problem that exists today. That most who channel presumed higher sources are being misled by low-level beings. So the messages cannot be trusted. Many of these have found their way into the scriptures of religious faiths and are now carved in stone as the truth, but in fact are planted there by imposters, wanting to cause confusion and to promote ideas that are working against divine principles. The fact there may be faulty arguments, disinformation, or corrupted thinking in some of the text does not negate the whole. It is no different than any body of scholarly work. This is routine in the sciences, for example, where today's interpretation of things will, over time, change radically. And this illustrates why it is not a good idea to teach today's generation of scientists and engineers by restricting them to a 2,000-year-old science textbook. Such an idea in that context would, on its face, be universally recognized as being ridiculous. But somehow, when it comes to spirituality, people assume there was a singular event when divine truth came forward during a span of a few centuries, and that information should stand as is, verbatim, for all of time. To think this must be so is reflecting a kind of cult-like programming that is instilled and ingrained in people's thinking and reinforced with the threat of punishment should they stray away from God, from divine injunctions and make an error of interpretation. Woe to the one who offends God is the cudgel that will be in the back of the mind among the faithful. It is a classic carrot and stick approach to indoctrination. That is why it exists through the religions and it is accentuated to make people fearful and disempowered. There is a carrot and stick both within the universe. Speaking from a broad perspective, the carrot is divine love, and that is the driving force for the universe and is our perspective always in all matters, not judgment, not anger, not jealousy. The stick is provided by the workings of karma, meaning that the energy of what humans create within their thoughts, words, and deeds changes things. And those changes will eventually circle back to them as the originator of that energy, and they will receive it in like measure in a similar fashion or even magnified. The good they do will bring them rewards. The bad they do will bring them difficulty, including pain and suffering in many cases as they experience what they inflicted on others. Wow, there's a lot of, lot of powerful insights there. Um, it, it does seem that there's a lot of effort made to try to restrict our intuitive outreach. Um, and yet at the same time, 
prayer is encouraged. So it's it's kind of a, a disconnect in many ways. Um, is prayer always safe? Well, we're going to get into this because this is a key distinction. There is something very special and sacred about prayer. You ask Creator, when people reach out to Creator in prayer, are they automatically protected from interacting inadvertently with interlopers, such as dark spirits and extraterrestrial psychics seeking to manipulate? Do they need to ask for protection first? All right, and this is Creator's answer. This is one special circumstance when they are automatically shielded. This is seen to by the divine realm for those reaching out with their thoughts with any kind of entreaty, whether done by the conscious self going about one's day or doing a worship service of some kind in a more formal way with eyes closed and hands folded or done in a meditative state of longer duration to increase the likelihood of having a two-way communication. There will be divine protection for all. This will keep people safe. So they need not worry about being vulnerable in reaching out to the divine at whatever level. You also ask Creator, if people are automatically protected during a prayer outreach to Creator or others in the divine realm, does that still apply if they lack 100% belief quotient? or lack belief in themselves to receive divine help. Will that get them into trouble with interloper intrusions? Very reassuringly, Creator answers the following. The possibility of protection is there for them as well. They will not be at risk during this entreaty. The divine realm will be limited in how it can reply and what may result from a request made to the divine realm by someone with limited belief or who feels unworthy. That will be the consequence of the divine realm determining what is appropriate to the circumstances of the requester and their status. The way we see an outreach to us is that it is always sacred and thereby deserving of protection so that the communication will not come with a penalty. Even if the person is ill-prepared to obtain useful results, it will at least be revenue neutral. They will not lose in the attempt. So in that regard, we are simply defending something that is our right to have, namely, a dialogue with the divine humans who wish to have a partnership in some way. So we are doing it on our behalf as much as theirs. And that is why it can be certain and relied on. It does not depend on the strength and standing of the individual person. Our response to them will be totally dependent on their status in terms of readiness to engage with us and have prayers answered in terms of the requirement for a 100% belief in the divine and a belief in themselves as well. Wow. Um, That really brings in a lot of things to think about in terms of prayer. Um, You asked Creator, you told us that when we pray, the communication is immediately protected from outside observation or interference, so the interchange with Source Creator will be invisible to the interlopers. Is this true also if there is an accurate and allowable connection to archangels or even to one's higher self? All right, and this is Creator's answer. 
the communication with any divine level being will be protected and not observed by interlopers. That speaks to the importance of finding ways to exclude corrupted sources from one's outreach. That that continues to be a thorny problem, greatly in need of an answer. Wow. Well, that kind of circles back to my earlier suggestion that the title could have been Protection, Protection, and More Protection. Um, This is really what we're trying to drive at, is that we have to be active participants in any outreach and any communication with the divine realm or the spirit realm in particular. We can't just be passive. We really need to put a step forward and be an active partner and take proper precautions. Really, it's not any different than if you were traveling in a, you know, here on earth. You got to be wary and, and aware of what you're doing. Yes, yes. This is the uh, complication in life is with so many things. There are complexities. There are nuances. There are situational constraints and specific circumstances that may not fit a one-size-fits-all solution. And this gets into the arena when you want to get more from the divine realm in the way of explicit responses and explicit communication. Because in a sense, it's, it's kind of going around the normal gap that's there. So you're asking for some kind of special treatment and special access. And it's often not done in the highest and best way. It's not done like prayer. So we're going to be talking about that because we're bringing through channeled information, whereas there's lots of false channelings. So we want people to understand this at least a little bit so they can make sense of these differences and think about this because there's such a sea of varied messages out there and interpretations and you know there's there's many different ways of channeling and that, that we can touch on that maybe a little bit you know something like the ouija board is is highly discouraged you know almost everybody at least encounters that discouragement they still sell them in the toy stores of course if there's toy stores that remain that's a form of channeling in a sense but you don't yes. know what you're getting through there then there's like automatic writing and then even verbal channeling and they're they're more similar and probably dissimilar yes um, yeah, it's a question of the intention behind the outreach. And, of course, people don't use Ouija boards to pray to God. So no. right away, there's not a sacred intention <laughs> right, exactly. involved yes. in the operation. And the whole problem with the New Age movement is that it's moved away from talking about the divine and thinking about it even directly. It's a kind of do-it-yourself. I'm sacred, I'm special, and I'm enlightened, and I can reach out as a light being and make things happen. And that can get people into trouble, unfortunately. And it might be surprising, but you're, you're suggesting here that maybe you actually could use the Ouija board with prayer and hoping to get a response from the divine. But you really need to be explicit in your intent. You need to reach out to the divine explicitly. We're yes. coming up on a break, Carl. Uh, the next segment, we're going to look at sources of error in divine communication. You're uh, listening to Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly along with Carl Morrison. We'll be back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our segment segment. I'm Brian, along with Carl. And we were talking about key differences between praying and channeling. And we're going to be exploring that in more depth. Uh, we got a lot to cover, Carl, so I'm going to dive right into the, the creator's questions and answers. The quest, next question that you asked creator was, can all would-be divine prophets be trusted? All right, and this is creator's words. The task at hand is discriminating who is a true light bringer and who may be an imposter. As there are many false voices, many false prophets, many false channelings, many false psychic mediums and intuitive counselors who are themselves entrained and corrupted by dark beings of all kinds. They can often talk a good game, so to speak, and have a command of divine principles they can recite, which they have learned from us, but which they do not wish to support but to entice the unwary to put faith and trust in them. And eventually something will happen to cause them trouble for the information, for the formation of a friendship with a dark being will never end well. This is a challenge for all. And we are here as a source of encouragement, first of all, and are giving you a clear picture of the challenges. Wow. Apparently, it really is quite the challenge to uh, connect accurately. You asked creator this very question. What is the percentage of channelers accurately and reliably channeling the divine beings, such as archangels, that they think they are? And creator answered, as we have told you before, more than 90% of channelers are being duped and are not channeling the divine figures they believe they reach and talk with. In almost all cases, there is an imposter, a lower being of some kind, either a dark spirit or a human discarnate spirit or an extraterrestrial psychic who steps forward and claims to have the identity of the divine figure being sought. And if the channeler accepts this response without question, and begins a relationship, 
it must be allowed by the divine realm, as all things are allowed in the human plane. So we understand that many people would never envision that a dark spirit or an extraterrestrial consciousness could elbow their way to the front of the line and claim to be an archangel or a benevolent extraterrestrial from an advanced civilization, and that this would be allowed, that the actual genuine archangel would ever allow this to happen, let alone a loving God. But if you think about this, it is no different than the human criminals pretending to be a repair person or represent some company as a salesman to gain entrance and then may rob or injure the trusting person who lets them in. Such criminal acts are allowed by divine realm as human business. This is not to say there will be no consequences through a need to repay or rebalance the damage, but in the immediate reality, they must be allowed to make their choices. And it is up to each person to safeguard themselves and their loved ones, knowing such things can happen. This is why doors have locks, and people have higher selves to help warn them in many instances when someone is there for a dark purpose and they may get a funny feeling. It may well be their higher self warning or creator warning them to not let their guard down. We are not always listened to, and then things happen from there. So this is the responsibility of all to watch out for the imposters and to question It is always a good idea to survey the landscape and not put all your trust on a single source. There are many truths. There are many who bring forward truth. No one person knows everything. There are many signs one can follow, looking at the motivation of the person to see whether what they do serves love or serves themselves. Does it take away from others? Is it a gift of loving kindness in some way? These are not foolproof, but they can be helpful. Listening to the heart is a value because you will be tuning in to your higher self and will receive warnings or encouragement according to the true nature of someone claiming to have extraordinary reach. There are many deliberate disinformation campaigns taking place throughout the human culture with much corruption of the spiritual community, as well as many who wish to investigate the extraterrestrial question. Both are activities demonstrating that the persons involved are escaping mind control manipulation to some degree, for most people are suppressed and not actively seeking enlightenment or further understanding or information about the extraterrestrial presence Those individuals in particular must be dealt with by the extraterrestrials to maintain their dark agenda. So there are many campaigns to subvert them. False channelers are a convenient way to do this, proffering a focus on sweetness and light, but with no mention of deeper problems or the offering of genuine solutions, even for personal healing that actually work and can reach the deep inner problems with solutions. Most will be offering superficial answers and misdirection, a preoccupation with a kind of fluff that is appealing, but will not have much depth or 
great value in changing behavior and alleviating suffering. The most significant point of differentiation is whether they involve God in the discussion in some way and invite people to request the assistance of divine realm in an active, ongoing, repeated fashion. This the extraterrestrials do not dare recommend because it will be their undoing. Even as a subterfuge, they would be playing with fire. And so the false channelers will not be so explicit. They will promote human development and personal enlightenment and an outreach in vague ways to the great beyond, to the universal awareness and other vague descriptions of an enlightened state, but will not truly embrace the light with the divine label in wanting to invoke the divine consciousness as an ally. Wow, the, the term, the divine label, invoking with the divine label. It's really it's really who you're trying to reach out to uh, that, that's all important. And if you're just reaching out to the vague universe, um, it's hard to it's hard to, hard to really predict what you're going to get back. I yes, think. yes, um, and and that's true of reaching out to the light, for example. Yes. Well, what yes. does that mean, really? The light, right. when there's never a mention of God, one needs to be suspicious. I think so. I think so. Because there isn't really a high, holy, sacred intention behind the impulse. It's just wanting to get something better, wanting to get something more. There's nothing wrong with that. In a fair, just, peaceful world, one would have no trouble ever right. reaching right. for something more, something better, developing the self. But when there are imposters, people and beings wanting to corrupt, and there is great danger, especially when you believe you're actually talking to a divine being, that you reach in that fashion. Because an imposter can make hay, and they can influence people, subvert them, and misdirect them into false reassurances that everything is wonderful. And that's typically what happens. Most people would see through a dark being. You know, if it was a menacing tone, they'd run the other way. (laughs) So they're clever. They They disguise any ulterior motive and put sugar on the surface. I think, you know... Common sense does come into play here. You know, uh, in normal normal human uh, undertakings, people judge by results. You know, yep. you you put something out there, you get a result back, and then you judge the efficacy of your request based on the value and the efficacy of the result that comes back. And it's probably is no different with intuitive outreach. You know, if you if you're getting fluff back, then there might be a problem with the outreach. Well, and this sucks people in because everyone wants to hear that. You know, they want to hear everything is wonderful and there's a grand ascension coming and there's nothing you really need to do. It's all going to be taken care of. And and, uh, it gets people disempowered thinking that the divine realms got this covered and whatever is out there, source, the light, it's all going to be wonderful and we're going to have a glorious future. And there's no worries when, in fact, the entire world is struggling with major inequities, major corruption, and a lot of distrust, disarray, and discord going on. And it's true at all levels. Carl, you asked Creator, you told us about prayer. 
The communication with any divine level being will be protected and not observed by interlopers. Then that befalls channelers, most of whom want to channel divine beings but are reaching only imposters. Yes, yeah, so this is the conundrum. You know, we're we're asking people to think a little deep here because you'd think on the one hand, if prayer is sacred, any outreach is going to be fine. But right. that isn't really truly the case. What matters is the intention. So here's creator's answer to this, very brief, but to the point. The issue of channelers in reaching out is that they do not do the outreach in a prayerful fashion. They are doing so to get something directly, more as an intellectual exercise, than to do so in a healing exercise of some kind. Wow. You also asked, Creator, can you explain for us the ways people become corrupted in attempting to channel divine beings? All right, these are Creator's words about this broad issue. There are many pitfalls in doing a divine outreach for information. For the most part, channelers never think about safety. They never think about possible risks. And they also are usually not in a high enough vibration to enable a clear connection and maintain it. This is because of too much inner emotional pain. And that is the human dilemma, after all, that you are all walking wounded. And so there are many pitfalls. There are inner doubts, lack of confidence and belief in one's ability. All will diminish and often preclude a divine connection. For we must accept that self-assessment as the desire of the person to have that experience of disconnection and failure and must stand aside. Such a person will be easy prey for an imposter to swoop in and take up the dialogue. This is the most common reason for channelers to be duped and then never achieve their goal. And most who do cannot sustain it for a great length of time without dropping their guard along the way and then being corrupted. And from that point, continuing to embrace the corrupting influence as being genuine and never question what follows. There are others who may start out as genuine channelers, but then have trouble handling the responsibility without too much ego involvement. This too will corrupt things and will cause the divine realm to hold back and step back at times. The darkness is always watching and will swoop in when there is such a misstep. And they will be happy to take over as a false voice when this happens and is, in effect, chosen by the human to engage with. It must then be allowed by divine realm as the choice of human to make a bad partnership. Wow. And, you know, this is a free will zone, as we have talked about in in previous shows. Uh, Our whole mission here down here is to explore... um, all possibilities and that there's no traffic cops down here there's consequences but there's nobody stopping us and part of the problem with free will of course is that if, if you don't have wisdom you don't know what you're doing chances are you're going to make some bad choices and you're going to hook up some some bad partners and you're going to have things go badly yes and and the sad part is these are good people yes the people who want to channel they, they want to learn they want to grow 
they're curious, and they're often divinely inspired to do something spiritual. And if they follow the wrong teachers and get involved with new age approaches that aren't really divine in their foundation, this is when things go off track. And it's very, very sad because they mean well. They want to do a good job and they want to be honest. And and they take pride in what they do because it is a skill. It is an amazing kind of miraculous ability. But unfortunately, it can be interfered with. And this is what we have to guard against. And if more than 90% of channelers are giving disinformation, you, you really have to be watchful wow. and be prepared to discount a lot of what you hear, even if it sounds good. Well, the, the important thing that I think is, is has to be underlined is that prayer, when you make a, an outreach through via prayer to the divine, that that is protected and that you will establish a connection with the divine. What you get back is going to be dependent upon your belief quotient and perhaps other factors as well. But at least the, the putting the intent out through prayer and targeting the divine as your destination for your intuitive outreach, that's going to make a lot of difference. And it's our free will to do that or not to do that. Yes, and yes. where we, you know, start encountering the hazards is when we don't do that. Yeah. If you want to get feedback, you have to be ready. You have to be a match to a divine level discourse. So you have to be, not that you're not worthy, but you have to be prepared and ready. And there has to be a reason for that to happen. They will not engage with people unless there's a high purpose behind it. And they can see this is going to lead to something better. If it leads to the person becoming too wrapped up in it as a showcase for their talents and so on, they won't engage in the first place. And and unfortunately, an imposter may swoop in at that point. Wow. Yeah, that's but that, you know, that's really no different than how we conduct our affairs uh, in today's world. You know, yes. when, when, when you're engaging salespeople or potential business partners or even even romantic partners. You have to be on your game. You have to trust but verify, you know, um, look for results, that kind of. I mean, it, it, the common sense carries forward down here as well as dealing with up there. Yeah, it, it's very much like wanting to get a loan somewhere and you go from bank to bank and, and uh, savings and loan to savings and loan and no one will give you the time of day because you're not credit worthy and eventually you end up with the mob. And and I'm talking to a loan loan shark. You if know, you're getting money like that, if, if you're getting money from a guy next to a dumpster, that ought to be that ought to be ringing alarm bells for you in terms of what yeah. you're going to pay in for. Carl, we're up on a break. Uh, be sure to visit us at getwisdom.com where you can get uh, a book on prayer, uh, recommended prayers from Creator. That's uh, getwisdom.com/slash/prayer, and you can also get our book on the LHP, which describes the training involved. Uh, getwisdom.com slash LHP and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance. 
from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our last segment of Get Wisdom. Uh, Carl, we've been talking with the audience about uh, interference with intuitive communication. Um, One topic we haven't really broached yet is meditation. So why don't we uh, get into that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. This will be quite uh, surprising, I think, for a lot of folks and maybe shocking. And and that's kind of our lot in life at this juncture, overturning <laughs> a lot of preconceived notions. We can't help it. Yeah. yeah. It's the information we're getting. This is what's so. coming through. Uh, U.S. creator, a supporter of Get Wisdom, asks about a prominent person's course in meditation and remote viewing. Are there dangers in following his recommendation? All right. And these are creator's words in answer. The dangers are very much real. That all who reach out into the beyond intuitively will be answered in one way or another. If they are capable of receiving and translating a message to reach the conscious awareness. So without safeguards from the divine realm, it is always a hazardous prospect. All who do so will be interfered with in one way or another. At a minimum, they will be put on a list to receive further targeted indoctrination. For they are inherently a danger by merely being curious about this undertaking. It shows they are escaping current control to eliminate any such outreach or belief in a higher awareness or higher sources of knowledge and information. In addition, if they are capable of receiving intuitive thought at the conscious level, they will find themselves often talking with an imposter, and this will be a slippery slope, leading them further and further into a greater degree of control by the extraterrestrials. So we normally do not recommend anyone follow a secular approach to meditation or intuitive outreach whatsoever. This needs to be a spiritual practice from first to last. The active meditation is largely an empty exercise done on its own. It is like having a quiet point where one is isolated from the rest of the world so no bad can happen and by quieting the mind or giving it something to focus on like a mantra will prevent negative self-talk for a time as well. 
So this spares the self from outside and internal negativity. But while this is a benefit, it is a minor one. The impact will be modest at best because the divine realm is not participating. And the only energy available is that of the person meditating. Even that will be unavailable unless the person has a conscious desire for something to happen on their behalf, in which case they can apply their own healing. But in its absence, the session will be only a quiet time with no significant benefits beyond avoiding negativity for a short while. As we've commented before, it is very much like picking up a phone to have a conversation, but then not dialing a number and simply sitting and listening. Very little will happen in such an activity of any real importance. Bringing in the divine realm with requests for something to benefit the self or another will bring blessings. And that is a much more productive use of time and energy. Boy, the notion of sitting on a telephone without dialing and just listening to the silence, yeah, you might as well pick up a banana and stick it to your ear and sit there for a while, you know. That's an interesting analogy. Creator has creator, be, creator can be quite creative in the analogies that uh, that's come forth. Well, Very entertaining and, at times. Well, and, and a banana actually has consciousness of a higher level than a phone does. So, uh, you know, you it, might do better meditating. You might do better with a banana. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can talk to things if you, if you can uh, develop your intuitive ability. It's quite fascinating, actually. But, you know, I'm, I'm already seen as too crazy by too many folks, so we won't go there right now. <laughs> okay. Well, the one line that really, you know, obviously I think is the most important uh, was where Creator says that meditation, I'm meditation, this needs to be a spiritual practice from first to last. Yeah, that's the take-home that, message here. Yeah. And if you think about it, why not? You know, the Almighty is your best friend. Why not invite the Almighty to meditate with you and maybe help guide you, yes. help support you, help uplift you, help heal you, help protect you, help give you encouragement and help cultivate inner abilities and talents. There's no end to what right. you can ask for. That's what prayer is designed to do. Why not make it a prayerful interlude? where you commune with the divine for a bit more than you might with a quick prayer that maybe you're reading by rote in a, in a service somewhere. Nothing wrong with that. But to do something extra for the self is always allowable. You cannot over-ask things of the divine. You may not get them all. You may get them over a long span of time and not appreciate them as being connected to a prayer that you've done. But reaching out is the key. Well, speaking of connecting with prayers, how can we get protection for an intuitive outreach? What, what kind of prayers are recommended, actually? Well, there are several things that are of value. There is a general prayer among creators' recommended prayers. It's in that prayer book you were recommending people pick up on our website. <clears throat> and this is the prayer. Source creator, partner with me in my life each and every day to keep me safe to guide, heal, support, and protect against all who oppose bringing forward the truth of the divine. So that clearly has the key components. Reaching out to the Almighty, in whatever words you want to use, Lord, God, you can pray to Jesus, Muhammad, if you like. Uh, 
They are divine beings. And then partner with me in my life each and every day. That can keep your prayer functioning and going on an ongoing basis. That's a little trick in prayer work. Don't just pray once for something. Pray to have that prayer acted on again and again and again and again and again and again without stopping. So you can add that too. All right. But anyway, (laughs) a lot of things here, guide, heal, support, and protect. Nothing wrong with it. Go for it. Right. But, But especially protect against all who oppose bringing forward the truth of the divine. So that's not just your cranky relatives and your, you know, your angry boss at work or whatever flies off the handle. We're talking about serious opposition, the darkness, the dark elements, the dark beings and so on. So this this can do the job. If you want to do an intuitive outreach, what I do when I sit down to do a session is I say the following. Guides, guardians, higher self and creator keep me safe during this session. So I'm spe- I'm reaching out specifically to my entire spirit team. We have spirit guides, we have guardian angels, we have a higher self that's an extension of our soul in the divine realm, and we have the almighty. If you include all of those, they can help you in various ways. So I appeal to them to ask for safety. And, and we don't want to when I want to connect to someone in particular, I say, source creator, connect me to the consciousness of sub- subject X, whoever, whatever that is, so it can speak through me without harming me in any way and keep this connection safe from outside listening and interference. Wow. Very simple, but very explicit as to what is desired to have happen. You went on to ask Creator, newspapers have recently attacked the Bible with headlines like, the Bible got it wrong. Ancient Canaanites survived, and their DNA lives in modern-day Lebanese. This refers to God's call for the annihilation of the Canaanites. And so the New York Times infers that the Bible is an error because Canaanite DNA still persists, so they would have had to survive. But it has been pointed out that the New York Times never read the Bible because it actually says that Israelite commanders let the Canaanites live, so there is no discrepancy here. What we would like to know is whether the Bible is actually correct in quoting God as wanting the destruction, saying, you shall not leave alive anything that breathes, but you shall utterly destroy them. Could this be an example of early spiritual leaders channeling imposters pretending to be God? as is still rampant today? Here are Creator's words in answer. This is a clever insight that speaks very much to the issue before you now. The extraterrestrial presence, as you have seen and know to be true, extends back many thousands of years, far earlier than biblical times. So the problem of having an honest representative is universal and has occurred again and again down through the ages. There have been many, many false prophets, false seers, and false channelers of divine messages. These have served to misdirect and misguide many, many generations of humans across the ages. It is indeed an age-old problem, and this creates a convenient example. 
For as is quite evident from the subject at hand, the message attributed to God of wanting wholesale mass slaughter of a group of people is hardly in keeping with the messages of love you have been given and the many, many injunctions against taking lives through one's own hands for any reason. So this is a perfect illustration of how corrupt messages come forth and are believed and are taken at face value and carved in stone, so to speak. The interesting twist and further insight here is that the Israelites were perceptive enough and spiritual enough on their own to see the folly of this injunction and were themselves more loving and more forgiving and more humane than God was described as being. This is yet another tip-off that the story is false in some way, and in this case, a major way, but yet serves for all time as a beacon of truth depicting the constant struggle of humans to find their way when corrupted by their leadership, including the spiritual leaders of the day. But yet humanity is still ongoing. And this is, in fact, a testament to the independence and the divine link that still lives within the human heart and allows some, at least, to rise above the manipulation and think independently. This has never been needed more so than right now and will be a true test for humanity in whether they can continue to prevail or will be overcome by the extraterrestrial cabal, which continues to mislead and dupe channelers and others with false spiritual messages today. They are not messages of revenge or punishment. They, in fact, are the opposite messages of encouragement and proposing focus solely on positive things and to reject any discord. The net effect of which is to misdirect people away from real and urgent problems needing attention and more than simple sayings or affirmations to surmount them. Wow. You know, Carl, we are powering our way to the end of the show already. We've got about two minutes left. Um, Do you want to take... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, let's just talk a little bit about what's coming then so that we can kind of keep a thread going here. We're sort of hitting you from all sides with these programs. We are going to be talking about the extraterrestrial problem next week. This we know full well is a big turnoff for many people, and there's a lot of programming to that effect, making people ignore the issue, think it's the height of folly, the cardinal sign of insanity, someone who's really, really loopy, the tinfoil hat crowd. That is disinformation designed specifically to make people look the other way. We got real trouble in River City, as the saying goes. You've been hearing about it bits and pieces in this discussion. And it is a major problem of the evil that we grapple with. So we hope you'll come back and you'll learn the truth here. That's what we deal in as best we know it, as best we receive from the divine. You can learn more at GetWisdom.com. Be sure to download our LHP book, uh, GetWisdom.com slash LHP. Also get the 10 Principles for Divine Living, GetWisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. And most importantly, our prayer book, which has the prayer that Carl talked about earlier, 
getwisdom.com slash prayer. We are out of time once again. We hope you'll join us next week. It's been a pleasure dealing with working with you, Carl, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Brian. Good luck to everyone. Wish you well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 